tell God for this wonderful life that we have in the great world for you tonight. And then, so welcome this evening by the special grace of God in Jesus' name. Welcome, Susan. Greetings, everybody. Tonight, we will be speaking about the gift of righteousness. What is righteousness? The, the Oxford Dictionary says it's a person who is right, wise, just, upright, good, true, proper, correct, real, genuine, exact, satisfactory, suitable, well, someone who releases from injustice. A wise person will want to be right, will want to be righteous. Righteousness produces authority and authority produces power and power affects great change. It says in James 5, 16 to 18, Confess your trespasses one to another and pray for one another that you may be healed. The effective, fervent prayer of a righteous man has much power in its effect. Elijah was a man with a nature like ours. And he prayed earnestly that it would not rain. And it did not rain upon the land for three years and six months. Then he prayed again, and the rain came, and the earth brought forth its increase. You see, the prayer of a righteous man has great power in its effect. Elijah, a man of like nature of us, he prayed fervently that it might not rain and for three years and six months it did not rain on the earth. And then he prayed again and the heavens gave rain and the earth brought forth its fruit. He was righteous and a righteous man has great effect, enormous effect. Who was the most righteous person who ever lived? It was Jesus. He knew no sin. He had authority over all creation and all evil. He turned water into wine, walked on water, calmed the storms, and fed 5,000 people with five loaves and two fishes. He had authority to forgive sin. He had authority to cast out demons. He had authority to cast out sicknesses and heal the sick. He even had power to raise the dead and waited four days before he called Lazarus to come forth from the tomb. And then Jesus went to the cross, was crucified and died and on the third day he rose from the dead in complete and total triumph over every sin, every sickness and every demonic thing. And then he ascended to the Father where he sits today at the right hand above all rule and authority, power and dominion, above every name that is named. And yet, 
John says in John 14, 12, he says, Most assuredly, I say to you, he who believes in me, the works that I do, he will also do, and greater works than these will he do, because I go to the Father. But where do we see people doing the same things that Jesus did? But we should be. Who is walking in the anointing, authority and power of the Holy Spirit to do God's work without hindrance? We all ask God for a stronger anointed, but we're so limited. And the Lord wants to pour much more through us. So how can we serve God to our fullest calling and potential? Well, I was going to London and I was catching a train in the underground in London and the Lord spoke to me. I was on the way to church, but the Lord revealed to me something so wonderful that I got off at my destination and I just had to stop and write as hundreds of people went their way. And suddenly I realized that the devil has no regard for his own, no respect for them whatsoever. Acts 19, 15 to 16 said, and the evil spirit answered and said, Jesus I know, and Paul I know, but who are you? Then the man in whom the evil spirit was leapt upon him, overpowering him, and prevailed against them, that they fled from the house naked and wounded. He had sin in him. The devil has no respect for a sinner. A sinner the devil can control. If a man can tempt a man to sin, and that man sins, then the devil has authority and power over that man. But he whom the devil does not succeed in causing sin, he has no power over. I mean, when does a sinner become a sinner? A man becomes a sinner the moment when that temptation to do that wrong thing appears stronger than his ability to say no. And the moment that man or woman yields to do that wrong thing, suddenly he becomes weaker than the devil. Because he's given his authority and power over to the devil. And that person will get weaker and weaker and weaker in sin because the devil is able to tempt that person to do the wrong thing. Now, I do a lot of prison work and I often ask the prisoners, what, why are you here? And they always say, I don't know. And I say, well, did you want to do that wrong thing? And they said, no, of course not. I said, well, then why did you do it? They said, I don't know. I said, how many times have you been to jail before? Oh, three or four times. Oh. And I said, I don't think the prison bars here are the problem. 
I said, I think you need to be set free from the prison bars of your heart and repent from that, those sins, that you can be totally free through Jesus. Then when you go out of jail next time, you will never come back here again because you will have learnt how to walk in righteousness. You see, when the person gets weaker and weaker and weaker, the devil is controlling that person. That is how a person that drinks too much drink can become an alcoholic. You ask any alcoholic, do you want to drink so much drink? They say, no, 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 of course not. They say, well, well why are you drinking so much? Oh, I can't help myself. I have to. That's because the devil has control over that person. And that drunkard may spend all the family money on drink. That causes heartache and hurt on the family and troubles and all sorts of terrible things. And often an alcoholic will land in the gutter, losing their wife and children and everything they have. Why? Because the devil has control but when they come to Jesus when they turn from their sin that's the good news turning from their sin not just saying sorry that's not repentance that's I call those people Mr. Sorry men because they say sorry and they go straight back to their sin and they do the same sin again and again and every time they say sorry and every time they sin again that is not repentance Repentance in the Oxford Dictionaries explains it well. Radical turnaround. That is saying no to sin and yes to God. No to the devil and yes to God. And you're able to do this when you receive Jesus as Lord and Savior. And when you pursue righteousness, no matter how hard it is or what it might cost you to that person, God will give the gift of righteousness. And that person will then become stronger and stronger and stronger and stronger in righteousness until they are stronger than that sin, stronger than the demons, stronger than the devil. And there are no sins blocking the channel between you and God. And when you receive Jesus, he is then able to pour his love and his Holy Spirit through you, causing you to do the same things that Jesus did. When you pray for the sick, they will be healed. You will cast out demons and you will walk in great success. Even as we read in Luke 10, 17 to 20, then the 70 returned with joy saying, Lord, even the demons are subject to us in your name. And he said to them, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. Behold, I give you authority to trample on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Nevertheless, do not rejoice in this, that the spirits are subject to you, but rather rejoice because your names 
are written in heaven. Isn't that wonderful? When we walk in righteousness, Jesus writes our names down in heaven. Now, does this mean that the more we pursue righteousness and become more righteousness, the more authority and power we will have over the enemy and we will see greater miracles happen? Well, that is a good question because you do then receive the gift of righteousness. Yet I believe that when we need to have less and less sin within us to hinder God's miracle power from moving through us to the ones he loves so much and wants to heal, God's will use us more powerfully. So yes, God gives us the gift of righteousness, but that does not always come at salvation. That comes at repentance. So that is why it's so important to repent of your sin and receive Jesus because turning from our sin is part of salvation. So that is a radical turnaround from sin and then we ask Jesus into our hearts as Lord and Savior. Then as we chase after righteousness, God gives us the gift of righteousness and the grace to achieve it. You see, God's ways and the world's ways are different. God's ways, love convicts us of sin and love encourages righteousness. And the spirit man within us looks to God as a cross gives us freedom from sin. But the world's way is different. Rules condemn sin. And sin entices the flesh. And the fleshly man gratifies self. And the world uses human authority to control man. Now let's go a bit further. God's way. Righteousness gives authority over sin. But the world rules man with the law. In God, power affects changed lives. But in the world, worldly power controls man. So now how does God deal with sin? And how does the world control with sin? God deals with sin because God's love searches out the lost and the hurt. But in the world, sin abounds in every form in enticing ways. God deals with sin by sending his only son to die on the cross to free man. In the world, man makes laws to control sin. God deals with sin by forgiving those who repent. But man puts sinners into prison. God has given us the Bible to correct sin and encourage us. A prison in the world, a prison sentence, will hopefully correct man. 
God's way of dealing with sin is a man who accepts Jesus learns righteousness from his heart that is changed. The world deals with sin hoping that a man in jail will learn righteousness. The only thing is his heart is unchanged. So a man in jail may or may not learn righteousness because his heart is unchanged. God deals with sin by a man convicting with sin will turn from it and grow into Christ in full righteousness. But in the world, a convicted man with no heart change may go out and do the same evil again. So now with God, God deals with man through grace, freedom, forgiveness of sin gives freedom, freedom from sin gives authority over sin, authority over sin gives power to live in righteousness, and living in righteousness affects great change in and through one's life and gives eternal life. Righteousness is light and freedom. And without God, the world will deal with man through the law. He will jail the sinner to control the sin. Sin condemns us. Sin controls man. Sin has power to destroy man. Therefore, the sinner will die in his sin and spend all eternity without Christ in hell. Sin is darkness and bondage. This is why it is so important to reach out to people in our world with the saving grace of Jesus. I'll tell you a story. I was in Africa once when somebody stole my horse, George. A very unreasonable lady. And I realized that she would just defy the law if I put the law onto her. And I came to the Lord and I said, Lord, how do I get George back? And he gave me the most difficult verse in the Bible, <coughs> Matthew 5.40. And if someone wants to sue you and take your tunic, let him have your cloak also. And I said, Lord, how will this get George back? And he said, wait. And he made me wait for three whole months, even though I knew where the horse was. Then one morning the Lord said, Today, get in your horse lorry. Take 200 pounds and 10 pound notes in a white envelope. The lady will release the horse to you today. And so we drove over and I found the lady walk, sitting on some straw bales and her daughter was riding George in circles. And I went and sat down next to her and I said to her, I know that really you are a good lady. 
So I am giving you this gift because you are going to do the right thing today and release George to me. George is coming home this morning. She counts the money very slowly. She says, I will release the horse to you this morning. She calls her daughter, her daughter dismounts, she hands me the reins. George nearly toes me up in the horse box, he's in such a hurry to come home. I tie him up, I put up the ramp and I drive home praising the Lord. Next day that lady phoned me. She says I have not slept all night. She's first, first I stole George from you and then you give me 200 pound gift why did you treat me this way? I said, because God loves you. She says, how can God love me? I am the worst sinner I know. I have hurt so many people. And I said to her, God loves you so much that he took your sin, your problems, your hurts and took it on himself and died in your place on the cross. And she bursts into tears and she says, God loves me that much. I promise you I will never hurt another person as long as I live. How do I become a Christian? And I led her to the Lord and she was radically changed. And she is such a beautiful person today. You see, that is God's way of dealing with people. Everyone thought I was totally out of my head. But when you hear God and you treat a sinner with love, that sinner repents and becomes righteous. That is the love of God. 2 Corinthians says, 3.18 But we... Or with unfaired face, beholding as in a mirror the glory of the Lord, are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory as by the Spirit of the Lord. We become like a diamond in the hands of Jesus. And it takes much work to cut a diamond. Every flaw must be removed. Nothing must mar its beauty. Nothing must limit its reflection. A diamond is a gift of flawless beauty. The transparency bringing to life, to light, its reflection. So God works in our lives to fashion and to perfect it into all righteousness. That we may become a true transparent reflection of his glorious light and love and purity like a diamond. And that is why men give diamonds to their wives when they marry them. Because they want to marry a flawless diamond. And their wife is to them that flawless diamond. Let us all try and become a flawless diamond of righteousness in the hands of Jesus. Jesus loves you so, so much. And if any of you'd like to receive Jesus as Lord and Saviour right now,
just say this prayer. Lord Jesus, thank you for dying for me on the cross. Please forgive me every sin I've ever done. I want to follow you in truth and righteousness every day of my life. I want to become as a flawless, beautiful diamond in your hands. Thank you for forgiving my sin. Please, Lord, give me the gift of righteousness and enable me to walk in righteousness. Please, Lord, come into my heart as my Lord and Saviour and enable me to walk in righteousness. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. And that is my talk on righteousness. But some of you are also sick. So if you are sick, put your hand on your sickness or your pain and say this prayer after me. Lord Jesus, lay your hand upon my hand and I will be healed in Jesus' name. Now receive your healing in Jesus' name. And if you said the prayer to after me, please buy yourself a Bible. Pray to the Lord every day. Get to know this marvelous, wonderful, glorious Lord and Savior, Jesus, and his glorious Father, the God of all heaven and earth. And join a Bible-believing church. We'll now hand back to Pastor Emmanuel Bobo. And then Susan has been released prophetic word this evening. What a great job to having this kind of prophetic word. And God bless you because this is the things that the nation needs now. And then we thank God for the past and months you have been preaching across your news. And then we thank God that Ebola has started season across the nation. So we thank God for God's miracle. And then you know, and then we know that God is moving, and this preaching is very fantastic. The many people need God now because we are on closing time. You know, yeah, we want to see our people. People are really crying, and we believe that the only way is Jesus Christ is the way. The Bible says the truth and the light. If this is the way that everybody has to run into, so that things. We'll be very fine. We have been stopping crusades about months. We are coming up, and then thank God Susan is back. It's traveling, so he has coming back, so we thank God. We're coming up with two days prophetic crusades for a nation. Jesus healing crusade. By the grace of God, we are going to get in the north of Australia, Makini, and then Susan, you will get email from us very soon. So we are just planning to organize a very big space that we're okay. going to for two nights. And we want to see the hand of God. We want to see the move of God. Because it's time. Because now is the time. The people must see what God is doing. And then we thank God for what God is doing. So we're coming up with that event for two days. Jesus healing to see. It's only Jesus can heal the nations. But nobody can heal. And what? And he can believe and he can see. So we 
o'clock tomorrow morning and how how's freetown doing with the abolo since last week is it um, what's um, happened there Lord, we thank you that you have already worked in Freetown. And Lord, we thank you for stopping the Ebola virus in Freetown. And Lord, we pray that there will be no more cases of Ebola virus in Freetown because of your authority of the name of Jesus. It has to stop totally and completely for good in Freetown. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. We thank you very much for your prayer. And I want to say you are already listening to Susan tonight in this wonderful broadcast. He has been a great, he has been a great compassion minister to our when the Ebola break across the east of the country. She has been praying, she has been preaching to men and gathering, to leaders, to towns, and since we pray for the three town, we thank God today. We are excited because I am still getting the report here that now the team is better than never before. So that is the great, 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 great miracles that God is doing. Prayer is a key to nations. So what we have started is going to be continued because we want to join here. And then there is no other name except the name of Jesus. I'm telling you tonight what you have heard about the women God has shared to you. Jesus Christ is a living Jesus, the same yesterday, today, and forever. And the battle of Jesus is celebrating across the east of the country of Syria. So we thank God for the move of God in this part. So we want to say we're coming back tomorrow at 6 o'clock in the morning hours. So we're going to take time to lay down and then that you need to be righteous with God. They're standing in the right place. Don't be going like that. But just stand that God will do something. So we thank you very much. Susan, what is your last word? Keep close to Jesus and walk in righteousness. And you will be so blessed. God bless you. Bye. Amen. And righteousness is the key to the exalt the nation. Righteousness is the key to exalt the nation. We love you so much. We are coming back tomorrow morning. Be closer to 
on to be a Monday morning tomorrow. That is a great day. The word of God is coming to you on the 18th. 